Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, welcome back to another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking Our Weekend Review on W-A-Y-O-L-P freaking Rochester, also on Apple freaking Podcasts and Spotify if anybody freaking wants to know. Weakers, tweakers, thrill seekers, my name is Taylor the Sandman freaking Lofton, and with me as always to my freaking left is freaking Doug Jordan coming from his own freaking domicile via freaking satellite freaking New York, and then bringing up the rear, Sandy the Sandman freaking Farkas coming from freaking Doug Jordan's freaking garage, also via satellite freaking New York. Weakers, tweakers, thrill seekers, and the freaking panel, start your freaking engines. This is our week of freaking review. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. It has been one week since we last spoke, and a new year, a whole year has passed somehow. Spring, freshness. We out with the old and in with the new, I always say. And geez Louise, down in my knees, we needed it now more than ever. God bless us, everyone. And geez Louise, down in my knees, with a new year come new beginnings and new relationships. Sometimes they're sexual. God bless them if they are sexual. We're all, everyone is hoping for a sexual relationship in 2021, myself included. That is on my list of things to do, weakers and tweakers. But the relationship that I am referring to now is a relationship and a partnership of a business sense. Yes, weakers and tweakers, you heard it first. We have a new, brand new partnership with a great establishment that will bring us into this stratosphere and we will bring them higher and higher and I will get right down to it. There is an amazing location that is willing to partner up with us where we will spread the gospel of their freaking brilliant cookery and food and steaks and drinks and dancing at Ortego Grill, which is a restaurant here in Rochester, New York. It's a new freaking restaurant, and geez louise, down on my knees. They offer some of the greatest food and rolls, margaritas, and they are open seven days a week, weakers and tweakers. Geez louise, down on my knees, the specials that they have. You would be hard-pressed to find a steak for $12.99 anywhere else. 12 ounces. And I was thrilled that they accepted my humble offer. We would make a few mentions of their name, Jeez Louise, down on my knees, and they would support us in any way they can. And that is yet to be seen because this is the first episode where we have aired our new relationship. But Jeez Louise, down on my knees, Ortego Grill is a brilliant, beautiful place. And if you go down on Wednesday night, every Wednesday night is Croce Night. Um, and for Weakers and Tweakers who are big Croce fans, I can't tell you his songs, but his name is Jim Cro- and he is brilliant and you could sing along to any number of his songs or somebody plays them I'm not sure because I haven't been there yet but geez Louise it is a brilliant idea but for those who are worried about going out in public they do offer a takeout and delivery service but even if if you want to go in and sit down and enjoy a meal one-on-one the old-fashioned way the way that we did before this whole pandemic started social distancing is not a problem as far as i can freaking tell because the times that i have been there no one else has been there it has been empty 12.99 weakers and tweakers a 12 ounce sirloin steak potato and a vegetable comes with a side salad dressing on the side i asked him to put the dressing on for me they wouldn't do it so Blue cheese, French dressing, Thousand Island. Those are the choices. Jeez Louise, down to my knees. If you haven't tried Ortego Grill, I mean, I can't tell you to do it, but God bless you if you do. 
because and God bless us because you will not be disappointed. You will be blessing us by the time you leave and you will call into the show and sing the high praises of Ortega Grill and the Wednesday night crochy night. So, geez Louise, down on my knees, I have talked long enough about Ortego Grill, which is an excellent fine establishment in Rochester. You can find them on the freaking web at ortegogrill.com backslash restaurant colon menu. So, geez Louise, down on my knees, just wanted to get that out on the table. Doug Jordan, how you doing? How you been? How are you? God bless you. Welcome to the new year, and how was your week? Um, thank you for welcoming me to the new year, uh, and also thank you for the blessing. Uh, I am not uh, as everybody that listens to the show knows, but you continue to ask me that. Uh, week was fine. It was just fine. Uh, you know, we had New Year's Day where there was we did a movie marathon and they were movies of my choice and everybody likes to know that i like to have a tom hanks movie marathon on new year's day so we watched the terminal uh and we also watched castaway as well as what was the last one i can't remember forest freaking gum yes forest gump yeah yeah known as the big three for Uyghurs and Tweegers. He won, an, he won the Academy Award for every single one of those. Uh, I don't know if that's true, but... Uh, Three I, years in a row. Castaway is and will continue to be my favorite movie, as everybody out there knows. I talk about it all the freaking time. And uh, that, and I also love The Terminal. I, I guess I also love The Terminal. I really just like any movie where Tom Hanks is alone for most of it and by he, himself. And he has sex with a ketchup packet in The Terminal, doesn't he? The no, pi- he doesn't. The pivotal scene. No, he doesn't have sex with the ketchup packet. So that was blood on his hands then from doing it too much, or if you know what I mean. I couldn't tell what was going on when all the. I thought it was ketchup. No, he eats. He eats the ketchup because he's he's so freaking poor. He eats the ketchup. He makes love to the ketchup and then he eats it. He has sex with the freaking volleyball. It is a disturbing scene, but when you are locked in a freaking terminal and you're terminally ill and you and the clock is ticking, you do what you must. So. Yeah, that doesn't happen in the movie, but... I, I was freaking hugely disappointed by Terminal because right at the freaking beginning, title card comes across the screen. Uh, freaking, uh, this is a freaking Steven Spielberg freaking movie. And I go, all right, well, because uh, i never seen this freaking stupid movie before. And I thought, my goodness, this is going to be freaking... Here we go. We're going to have freaking aliens. We're going to be a freaking dinosaur, freaking two. Freaking Spielberg up to his old freaking tricks. Uh, and I see freaking Tom Hanks. I go, that's great. We're gonna, I'm expecting him in freaking, uh, freaking traditional Indiana Jones freaking garb. Uh, boy, oh boy, this is a movie about a stupid idiot who gets stuck in a freaking airport and he ends up and he lives there and he goes, he goes, oh, well, I guess I have to move in now. And then, and then at the end, when it, the twist comes that he's freaking terminally ill, I, 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 the whole, the movie was just all over the freaking place. And I was, I, I blacked out before the movie finished, but, uh, about a freaking hour and a half in, no freaking sign of E.T. So I figured just freaking screw the whole thing. Yeah. Well, he's not terminally ill. It's actually a, a beautiful story if you if you watch the movie. And you in my opinion, Doug, there wasn't enough Stanley Tucci. I mean, they there was a quite a bit of Stanley Tucci as the villain of the movie. He wants to hurt for uh, Forrest Gump, uh, Tom Hanks in the movie. All right, move on, Doug. Well, I took down the the Christmas tree, so. Nobody would help me. I kind of did it myself, even though it's kind of tradition that my whole family would take down the the Christmas tree together. And as you guys were there, you kind of just sat there 
didn't say anything. My my wife and my son, I said, hey, can you please help me with this? And he said, oh, don't don't worry about it, guys. Don't we're just going to keep watching the movies and Doug can handle it. Don't worry about it. So I did it all by myself. It's an interesting choice to invite your two best friends over to enjoy a New Year's Day movie marathon and then to elicit their help in some strange request involving a tree and taking ornaments off of it and putting them in boxes and schlepping it up to the freaking attic. I was, I was a bit put off by it, Doug, to be perfectly honest with you. Well, I mean, you helped put it together, so it's only right that you helped take it down. Well, that is a joyous occasion. To putting it together? Yeah, but the other one, the taking it down is joyless, Doug. And and I and I was already pretty freaking joyless to begin with watching that Terminal Tom Hanks movie. I felt freaking terminally ill after that freaking movie, I tell you what. Especially well, when, felt- he, when he removes his shirt and he shows all of his lesions. Well, I felt like Tom Hanks in Castaway being the only one taking down the tree. Well, I felt like Tom Hanks when he freaking considers freaking hanging himself and freaking after watching freaking Terminal for an hour and a half. I, you know, I love Terminal. I don't know why you keep digging at it so much. Well, I gotta tell you, I also half half, half the freaking movie I was expecting a freaking Terminator to walk in there and freaking blow freaking Tom Hanks half the way across the freaking airport. But that Terminator is not Steven Spielberg. That's a that's a different guy. No, that's a Steven Spielberg movie for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm actually positive of it. So you can go ahead and zip your freaking lid right there. He did all the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies: True Lies, Junior, Twins, Kindergarten, uh, freaking Kindergarten, freaking Cop. Yeah, Rambo. So, geez Louise, down on my knees, Sandy the Sandman, Farkas. How you doing? How you been? Happy New Year! Welcome to 2021. How are you? God bless you. And how was your week? Um, um, boy, oh boy, uh, this was a freaking, this was a big freaking week, um, lot freaking packed in, um, New Year's Day movie marathon was a freaking bust, um, just when I thought freaking Tom Hanks couldn't act in a movie worse than a freaking League of Your Own, I saw freaking Terminal, and boy, oh boy, not a freaking fan, and, 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 uh, by the way, uh, did I, did you ask me if I'm freaking, I'm I'm freaking, he's a freaking Dickens. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for the blessing. Um, what was the other, what, what else did you want to know? How was your week? And, and welcome to 2021, new year. Well, um, fair enough. Uh, basically, uh, I, I, you know, did a, did a little bit here, did a little bit there. Uh, I, I made the unfortunate decision of, uh, of uh, making a guest appearance on uh, uh, Will, uh, Will Carroll's Teen Set Radio Show last night. Uh, that was, That went off rather freaking poorly. Uh, I will not be freaking doing that again. And other than that, um, movie marathon, freaking taking down the Christmas tree. I tried to help, broke a whole freaking case full of freaking ornaments. Um, um, and my freaking says Doug. I, I, I guess those were some of Grandpa Jordan's freaking ornaments. Yeah, they were family heirlooms. Yeah, that you destroyed. Huge, absolutely huge freaking screw up on my part. And uh, I freaking take full freaking responsibility though. Uh, Doug, you know, probably should take a little bit of that responsibility as well. Yeah. Um, uh, other than that, uh, we are freaking gearing up to freaking get our freaking fishing trip underway. Uh, it is not the way that I, I had envisioned it. Uh, obviously, my um, the what I envisioned was a trip between me and my freaking boy, uh, freaking Doug Jr. Um, yeah, my son, my son. Very so. much, uh, very much. And yeah, as far as freaking a paper trail and freaking documentation is concerned, he is uh, officially freaking Doug's uh, Doug's son. But in a greater sense, he is definitely um, uh, one of the you know, he's he's um, he's my boy. Um, he's nope. a good. Well, uh, that is neither here nor there. Uh, we're gearing up. Uh, we're looking at a uh, freaking fishing trip uh, up in the freaking Adirondack Mountains up in about um, about a week, week and a half. Uh, so that should be a, a pretty good, a pretty fun 
uh, ordeal. We're getting a freaking cabin up there in the freaking woods, and uh, and I'm I'm very much freaking uh, looking forward to it. Also looking forward to a little freaking uh, father son time between me and freaking um, the boy. My son, me and between you and my son, and oh. me and my son, and oh. I and am, you and Taylor, of course, looking forward to spending a father-son time with both Sandy and Doug, and I had, because I missed out when I was a child, and he, my father never taught me how to fish, and I know Doug Jordan knows how to schlep fish around the city in a van, and I know Sandy the Sandman Fargus how to, knows how to wriggle a worm, and we're going to be sitting on a frozen lake in the Adirondacks, just the four of us, the boys, at last. And geez Louise, down on my knees, you said you were gearing up. You know what I think would go great with a f- nice fishing trip is some of these freaking prime ribs that they have over at freaking Ortego Grill. Because they have takeout, you can get two, three, four, five, six of these things. $12.99 a piece. Comes with a potato and a veg on the side. You also can get their famous freaking barbecue freaking mac and cheese or their Mexican mac and cheese, which is queso blanco, if you know what I freaking mean. It's absolutely delicious. Oh, boy. I, um, I do not freaking like you doing that. I was uh, going to take this moment to uh, announce uh, another facet to the frizzing trip before you interrupted to uh, freaking pitch this, I don't even know, freaking restaurant. Uh, um... A lot of freaking questions, but I'll, yeah. I'll um, yeah. Uh, you mentioned that the freaking boys are going to be there, and uh, and I have a freaking unexpected uh, a, a treat for you, um, for everyone. Uh, the boys uh, certainly are going to be freaking back because I have uh, taken it upon myself to go ahead and find the freaking ashes of freaking uh, Tadia, uh, otherwise known as freaking Thaddeus Michael Richards, and we will be uh, freaking scattering the ashes. Uh, on our freaking fishing trip. I figured what better way to freaking to send off our old friend freaking Tadia than to get our hands on his freaking remains and freaking spread them about uh, on a freaking fishing trip with uh, with just the freaking boys. Wait a minute. Wait, he, yeah, we, what? Yeah, how did, where didn't you get the remains of Tadia and Michael Richard? Well, I mean, I don't have I don't have them yet. Um, it's a I mean, it's a freaking it's a freaking process, and and um, and I expect some freaking uh, some pullback. Uh, but I my vow to all of you is to get my hands on those freaking remains and to spread them uh, and to spread them. Will you be getting his cane? Because I was hoping I could have his cane. Um, if I come across a cane I'll, and, and, and can remember this conversation, I will, uh, I'll make sure to go ahead and uh, grab that for you. For weakers and tweakers that don't know, but I'm sure you do, Tady and Michael Risher, it was a very near dear piece of this show and near and dear to my heart. He was like my child and he is gone. <laughs> And he's dead. That's what I mean when I say gone. He died. And we don't know how the mis- the circumstances were mysterious. Doug Jordan. I mean, is, is there any confirmation that he's actually dead? Or are you guys just assuming that he is? Well, I mean, what more freaking confirmation do you freaking need? Where is, Where else would he freaking be? He's not here. He, he hasn't been here in quite some freaking time. I assume he's freaking dead. Playing with with himself. Yeah, freaking, I'm sure he's freaking dead as a doorknob, freaking playing with his doorknob, if you know what I freaking mean. Yeah, but you just can't go around saying people are dead and you're going to scatter their ashes if you don't know if they're actually dead. He's dead, Doug. And that doesn't mean he won't come back someday yeah. in some sort of form. Maybe a butterfly will land on my cheek and I'll realize it's a kiss from my precious Tadia. Yeah, maybe I'll be freaking laying out and freaking in your backyard playing with myself and a freaking butterfly will land on the tip of my freaking and I'll say, this is freaking Tadia. 
you know, and that's a freaking circle of life. That freaking that freaking butterfly will freaking go and pollinate a freaking flower, and and it'll have my freaking seed on it. And then all of a sudden, there will be a freaking garden uh, growing in your backyard uh, that I that that Tadia and I helped to create, freaking together. And it will the garden will have flowers in it, and the flowers will have Sandy's face on them. Doug Jordan. Uh, yeah, I, that still doesn't make any sense why you guys think he's dead. I and, don't instead know. Of, and instead of you freaking spritzing the, the the garden with water, you will instead freaking you will instead freaking spritz the freaking garden with brown and freaking urine when you hold your freaking thumb over your freaking pee hole, and uh, and all the flowers bearing my face will freaking lap it up as if it is freaking nectar sent from God Himself. Yeah, that makes sense to me. And this all happened because the person that's on our show that was on our show has died now and turned into a butterfly and landed on the tip of your well we're saying it could happen doug and then he flew away and and pollinated a garden because he was just about he just finished playing with himself and it landed in the moisture of his loins i don't know how else to say it there is no other way to uh, say it it will be he will land in the moisture of my loins and pollinate a garden uh, and it will become a garden of seed, and all the flowers will bear my face, and and all of Entadia's new freaking butterfly family will all come and live in the garden, and you will come out every day disheveled and unhappy and spritz the garden down with a bottle of brown, Doug. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't get that. Why, why would I have to put my thumb over my pee hole to, to water the garden? To do a full freaking, because it's a full freaking spritz, Doug. That's the only way to freaking do that. Haven't you been listening to this show? You're on it every week, Doug. So, geez Louise, I am looking forward to this fishing trip and to the closure that we will finally have when we scatter the ashes of Tadia. And I have his cane in my possession. So, geez Louise, down on my knees. Gonna be hilarious, gonna be very tearful, and the boy will be there the whole time. So, geez Louise, down on my knees. I had a hilarious freaking week. Beyond the Ortego grill, and God bless it, it is delicious. You go in, the bartender, his name is Larry. His last name is Brown, and he can really sling the brown and the gold and beer, and he has a story to tell because he was in prison for some time for embezzlement, and now he works the night shift at the bar, and sometimes he cooks. He cooks on the weekends if it gets busy or if the cook calls in, so he is my friend. But geez, Louise, Wait, down. Hold on. So in, in this, in this, usually what we do in this part of the show is this is when you would talk about what happened in your week, and you decided first, first things first to describe in detail the bartender that works at this restaurant that you love all of a sudden. Larry, Larry Brown. Yeah, his name. His name is Larry Brown, and yes, because there are not waitresses or waiters. There's just the bartender. Business is not very good right now due to the pandemic. So he is the only one that I see when I am there. So. Jeez Louise, down on my knees, I did tell Weakers and Tweakers that I gave Kirby, my very overweight guest who lives at the group home, who uses a wheelchair, I gave him a pair of hiking boots to get him up and active because I don't believe he needs that wheelchair. The boy is 350 pound, 19 year old, absolutely insane, name of Kirby. And I got these beautiful new hiking boots, he hasn't worn them. I come in to the freaking living room and they're sitting on the freaking giant throne is freaking Arnold. 
the deaf mute who is about seven feet tall wearing the freaking Kirby's freaking hiking boots. And I looked at him and I looked over to Kirby resting comfortably in his chair. And I said, you didn't give those to freaking Arnold, did you? And Kirby's eyes will not meet mine as they dart around the room as though looking for some hazard right around the corner. And I grabbed him by the cheeks and I said, look at me when I speak to you. And I pressed my face close to his and I said, you didn't give those to freaking Arnold, did you? And Kirby's eyes like he had seen a ghost in my face. So I did not get to the bottom of that is what I'm trying to say. I'm pretty sure he gave them to Arnold or Arnold stole them. But tonight I will retrieve the boots and I will put them onto Kirby's feet while he sleeps. At the expense of my own health, mind you. Any questions? What? Um, I mean, I have a whole slew of questions about freaking Larry Brown that you mentioned earlier. And for Weakers and Tweakers, if you do go into Ortego Grill, tell them that you know freaking our Weekend Review and especially Taylor the Sandman freaking Lofton, they will help you out. You think $12.99 is a good deal for a freaking prime rib with extra potato and a side of sour cream mixed with freaking horseradish sauce? You mention my name, it might get even better. Is, is everything on their menu $12.99? You just keep tossing that out for everything. I'm not sure how much the Mexican mac and cheese costs. But probably $12.99. The jalapeno poppers are a bit less, I think. Unless you get the big order and then it's $12.99. Let me tell you about their sampler. They have a sampler platter. Jalapeno poppers, chicken tenders, mozzarella sticks. Cut up string cheese and then put it inside of bread and then fry it. It's called a mozzarella stick with dipping sauce. Doug Jordan, $12.99. So. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, we've got a great freaking show for you full of freaking our week's news and discussions. If you want to call in, join the conversation. Call 513-914-6201. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. You might get put on blast, but you also might get a freaking prize or two. Without further freaking ado, our week's news and discussions starts freaking now. Last week, James Corden made headlines after rumors of his impending departure from his show and the U.S. spread, according to the New York Post. The Late Late Show host recently revealed that he wishes to return to the U.K. after his CBS contract expires in 2022. Quote, Ending the show will always be a bigger family decision than a professional one, Corden said. It will be about people at home who we are homesick for. My wife and I have three children, and they are three young grandchildren that we've taken away from people. The news comes on the heels of a personal professional criticism regarding both his acting and, quote, mean onset behavior. Recently, critics opened fire on Corden for his, quote, bland and truly disgusting performance in the Netflix-produced adaptation of Broadway musical The Prom. So, Jeeves Louise down on my knees. James Corden can't stay out of the freaking headlines, and it's never good. Sandy the Sandman Farkas, unpack this for us, please. Uh, what we have here is a freaking news story um, that sort of chronicles the freaking downfall that we've all been hoping for, uh, the downfall of freaking uh, James uh, uh, James Corden. Uh, basically, he came on the scene a few years back, um, and uh, and and the, and the words freaking truly disgusting, uh, pretty much sum it up perfectly. Uh, this is a freaking uh, gigantically obese um, and 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 morbidly freaking unfunny um, fatso. Yeah. Uh, who please don't uh, don't just don't. Uh, he's a uh, big fat. Um, I've, you know, I've lost my freaking train of thought. Uh, he's a freaking loser, and he is you know, thinking about going back to the UK, um, where the people there freaking love him. Um, 
and uh, and and I can't wait to see them try and freaking put him on a freaking chair and hoist him high above their freaking heads upon his return, and the chair will freaking break, and all of the people beneath him will be squashed. Yeah. I'm confused as to why America thought they needed a second fat funny guy when they already have Chris Farley, John Candy, now Jonah Hill, the trifecta, and they get this freaking British slob with bad teeth and a stupid haircut busting from the seams, as they say. His suits never fit quite right, Doug Jordan. Yeah, I, I, we've talked about this. I, kinda, I, I thought I liked him. I thought he was pretty funny, but, you know. I started to dislike him, uh, started to bore me. So I, I, I wouldn't, I'd be fine if somebody else replaced him. Doug Jordan, did you watch the freaking film freaking cats? No, I didn't watch cats. I mean, I know what it's about, about cats. Doug Jordan, do you think this is a fitting demise for James Corden or should something worse happen to him? Uh, I mean, he can go back to his country. It'd be fine. There we go. Don't you think he should be flogged or will they take care of that when he gets back home? Uh, why? I think he can just. Why was? Why does he have to get? Doug, I'm gonna tell up. you to freaking shut up right there. Uh, and did you know that back in the freaking Middle Ages, they used to bring people into the streets and stone them? Yes. I'm talking back in the freaking times of the freaking Round Table, freaking King Arthur, freaking uh, Lancelot, and the whole whole Mary Mary gang of freaking knights. Merlin. Merlin, freaking wizard, uh, freaking wizard. Um, the wizard, uh, Merlin, the freaking wizard. And they used to freaking bring people like freaking James Gordon into the street and freaking stone them to freaking death. So you think that that should happen to him? I didn't say that. I was asking you, Doug. Yeah. Well, I, I told you, I, I don't really care about either, either way, what happens to him. I'm glad that he'll be replaced by probably, hopefully somebody funnier than him. I think they should put him in the stockade and hose him down, but I would not throw a stone at him because it's liable to bounce back. Put someone's eye out. Maybe a onlooker. Because of the blubber, Doug Jordan. Yeah, no, I, I, got, I understood. So, Jesus, Louise down on my knees. James Corden, we wish you the best farewell. Though we dare not cast a stone at you, uh, in, you know, in regards to your blubber. Yeah, and we'll see you in hell. Last week, the Food and Drug Administration revealed that patients with cosmetic facial fillers experienced swelling and inflammation after receiving the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine, according to WTVD ABC 11. Experts say the reaction is immunological. Quote, in these cases, the patients had all had swelling and inflammation in the area that was given the filler, dermatologist Dr. Shirley Chi said. A couple of the patients had cheek filler and one patient had lip filler done two days after the vaccine. All were treated with steroids and antihistamines and all of their reactions resolved. According to the good doctor, the reaction is the result of a vaccine-boosted immune system fighting off the foreign filler found in the body. Cosmetic facial fillers are used to smooth lines and wrinkles and enhance cheeks and lips. So, geez louise, down on my knees. Doug Jordan, you had some free work done, haven't you? What? Haven't you had a little cosmetic work done, if you know what I freaking mean? No, I've never had cosmetic work done. Not a not a nip tuck or a, or a face pin or a face uh, pinch? No. A, a freaking uh, a lift, a, fa- a cheek lift, uh, eyeball um, widener. Yeah, have you elongated your dangly Johnson? 
because that would be my fear, is that, geez louise, down on my knees, you get some of this filler down there, and then you take the freaking vaccine, and you start swelling up, and geez louise, down on my knees, what if you are inside of a very tight space with that thing, if you know what I freaking mean, and then it starts swelling, and you're stuck together like two mating dogs, Doug Jordan. You and Sunze, perhaps, maybe your wife, I'm not sure. So with this story, you decided that you wanted to ask me if I had work done, to which I said no. And then you continued to go on and say that I had filler pumped into my penis, And if I got the vaccine, it was going to expand so much that I couldn't fit through a door. No, imagine that you've got your freaking hands wrapped around that thing. And you're playing with yourself, in other words. And all of a sudden, it starts to freaking swell up. And it starts going wild like a freaking balloon animal, Doug. And, and, you, and you don't know where, where, the, where it begins or where it freaking ends. Yeah, I just don't know. I feel like Soon Jay's in the freaking Soon Jay's in the freaking corner, freaking eyes freaking bulging out of his head. He can't believe what he's freaking seeing. Uh, oh, I, he wouldn't be. I I just kind of assumed we were going to talk about you know what celebrities' faces were going to blow up or something. I didn't think that you were going to ask me about my and ask me if I put filler into it. I guess I was just hoping that you would say that, yes, I have had this done, and I took a shot in the dark, Doug. I said, geez always it's possible Doug had one of these fillers implanted in his dangly Johnson, and now he's worried it might freaking swell, and it will cause him trouble. Yeah, that, didn't, that thought didn't cross my mind because I didn't have plastic surgery done to myself. So when you ask me that question, I just say no. I don't know what, what else to say. What about somebody with butt implants? And then they take this and their butt starts to swell. They're swimming in a freaking pool. And then they start floating up to the top but from the backside. And their backside is floating at the top of the freaking pool. They can't get their head above water and they freaking drowned. That would be really tragic. What if it Funny hap- at first, but tragic. What about Kim Kardashian? I wouldn't that- shed a tear, Doug Jordan. I mean, it's sad. You know, she's a mother. You know, she's got kids. Sad when a when a parent dies of a no tragic. Reason to, no reason to go so freaking dark with it, Doug. It's a family comedy radio uh, program about the freaking news. We we and two years already know this. Yeah, it's true. Ever listen to the show, Doug Jordan? You'd know if you had. Um, just yeah, for any weavers and tweeters, freaking mail tards, freaking thrill seekers, uh, anyone freaking listening, we'd just like to uh, uh, make a formal apology for for well, <laughs> you freaking guessed it for freaking Doug Jordan once again. Wait, I because I said it would be tragic if she died when you literally when we were talking about James Corden said that he should get stoned to death as soon as he goes back to England. We didn't say he should get stoned to death. I told you that they used to do that, and then I paused. And look to you so you could say the next thing. Yeah, we were merely suggesting that maybe that is an appropriate reaction to him returning home based on his performance in both film and television. And I got to tell you, I do think it is an appropriate reaction. I'll go on out on a limb and say it. So, geez Louise, down on my knees. Last week, legendary talk show host Larry King was hospitalized with COVID-19, according to Page Six. The 87-year-old, quote, iron horse of broadcasting has overcome many health issues, including multiple heart attacks, a quintuple bypass surgery, a stroke in 2019 that left him in a coma, prostate cancer, lung cancer, blood flow issues, and type 2 diabetes. According to reports, King has been treated for over 10 days and has since moved from the ICU. King is currently working on finalizing his eighth divorce. So, geez louise, down on my knees, this guy has lived multiple lifetimes already. And he's hanging on by a thread, Doug Jordan. Now, if diabetes won't kill him, and as far as I know, he still has both his feet and fingers and all of his appendences. Appendences. I don't know how to say Appendences. He has his, all of his appendences, and he is filing for divorce. 
and he's not dead. You can't kill this guy with a heart attack or a quadruple bypass. Bypass. What are we talking about here, if you know what I mean? Sandy Fargus, please help me. Well, uh, you know, it should come as no surprise uh, to anyone who's ever taken a look at freaking Larry David, but the guy must have freaking sold his sold his freaking soul to the devil or something, uh, because the man, the man is, uh, he is, a, quite frankly, a dead man walking. Uh, if you've ever seen uh, freaking Tales from the Crypt, uh, the guy who's on the cover of all the movies looking freaking scary with a big book, uh, Larry King is like the talk show host version of that scary, scary freaking man. I mean, the fact that freaking Larry King is still with us, finalizing his eighth divorce, battled freaking, battling freaking COVID, battling for his freaking life. I yeah. mean, it is, it is unfreaking believable. Yeah. The guy should be pushing up daisies, Doug Jordan. Should be six feet under. I remember when we freaking, unfortunately, had to freaking do a little uh, grave digging of our own. When I opened up the freaking casket, I said, I, I, you know, for freaking Doug's freaking grandfather to retrieve, to pin his freaking purple heart to his lapel. I took one look at him and I said, yeah, you know, looks a little bit like freaking, freaking Larry King right now. And he was freaking six feet under and freaking, and freaking the worms already got to him. Yeah. And Doug Jordan, I never told you this, but I'm pretty sure he winked at me. Your grandfather, that is. No, he, he didn't wink at you. He was, he was dead. Well, I saw what I saw. I don't know exactly what I saw, but he winked at me, and then he raised his index finger to his lips and made a shushing motion. So it was dark. I could have been hallucinating, but I'm pretty sure that's what I saw. Didn't want him coming after me in my dreams like Gregory Kruger. I'm sorry, like who? Like Gregory Kruger. Like Gregory Kruger? Is that what you said? <laughs> his name is Gregory Kruger, and he... He comes after you when you sleep, Doug Jordan. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing freaking, I'm hearing freaking Cleggy, Cleggy Kruger. And he is vicious. He has knives on his fingers. Maybe the scariest place for knives, Doug Jordan. I've got, I just got to break it to you. The, the His name is Freddy Kruger. Freddy Kruger. What the heck are you He's talking a character about? From, a character from Nightmare on Elm, uh, Elm Street. Very scary movies. You, ser- you got to be kidding me. Yeah, Freddy Kruger. Not Craig, Creddy Kruger. I was always a little Gregory. bit too afraid to watch the movies, so I would look at the boxes at the at Blockbuster and video rentals. I imagine it in my head. It might but be. I mean, you've heard people say Freddy Krueger before, I'm sure. I'm not sure what they're saying. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you thought they were saying Freddy Krueger. That was that was where the confusion arose. Yeah, I never know what they're saying when they're saying that. So. Last week, cereal and snack giant Kellogg's released the long-awaited Little Debbie Oatmeal Cream Pie cereal, according to Brand Eating. The newly unveiled product is the result of a partnership between Kellogg's and Little Debbie and celebrates the Oatmeal Cream Pie's 60th anniversary by blending cinnamon, nutmeg, and a hint of molasses with a real creamy-coated, crispy oatmeal cookie cereal pieces. The spanking new cereal can be found at retailers nationwide with a suggested retail price of $3.99 for a 9.1 ounce box and $5.69 for a 14.5 ounce box. So, geez louise, down on my knees. Kellogg's is getting into the cream pie business. And not a moment too soon, Doug Jordan. Why don't you go ahead and take it to the free and sports desks? Okay, I'm not prepared, but uh, we'll, I'll do it, I guess. Uh, I'll try to wing it. This is the Sports Desk with Doug Jordan. Thank you for inviting me to the show of the sport. Uh, today we're talking about Kellogg's Oatmeal Cream Pie Cereal. 
Will it be a hit? Will it be a flop? Who's to say? It could be good. It could be bad. Doug Jordan, why have they waited this long, 60 years, Kellogg's, to get into the cream pie business? I know many other that have been other brands to get into the cream pie business much faster. I don't know if that's true. What other brands got into the cream pie business? I can't think of anyone else but Little Debbie. Donuts. Boss, with a Boston cream pie. Oh, but that's not an oatmeal cream pie. That's not a that's not a cream sandwich pie. But a cream pie nonetheless. Well, that's a pie. That's a that's a cream pie. Well, it's a cream based pie and a, and with and a donut. It's a donut, and a donut. Jordan. And now here you are saying that the oatmeal cream pie is a cream pie based sandwich. What the f- what in the hell are you talking about? It's a cookie sandwich. You've had an oatmeal cream pie before. A thousand times. I love a good so oatmeal cream pie. Ask, what do you mean? What is a sandwich? You were talking about a sandwich. If you've had one before. Well, you yeah. I'm Doug, I guess Doug, I've had a freaking sandwich before. You said is, is this is a freaking cream based cookie sandwich. And you ever heard of an Oreo? Another cream based cookie sandwich? Is that a well, cream pie? Oreo. Oreo is different. Yeah, an Oreo is not a freaking cream pie, Doug. I think it's you need a, to freaking. I think you need to freaking crack open a freaking textbook and make sure you freaking know exactly what a freaking cream pie is. No, I think I know what a cream pie is. I don't think you know what a freaking cream pie is. Oh, Doug, no no one knows what a freaking cream pie is better than freaking I do. I'm sure you got to freaking trust me on that one. You got to freaking zip your lid. Freaking trust me on that one. Doug Jordan, why don't you go into your browser and type in cream pie and extra large XXX cream pie. Well, yeah, they make they make a big version of the oatmeal cream pie, so that's probably what I'll see. They make a large version. It's usually, you know, the, the small ones are about 50 cents and you can get the big one for a dollar. I've only ever had a small cream pie. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I can't freaking I can't freaking stomach the freaking big cream pies. Freaking too much. Yeah, fill me right up. I you know uh, we got a little derailed, but I I would be willing to try this cereal. It sounds interesting to me. All right, that was another freaking failed sports desk from freaking Doug Jordan. I wasn't prepared, and you guys didn't believe anything that I was saying. It's so. okay, Doug. You did the best you could. Not your fault. Yeah, it, it is not my fault. I'm not prepared. And if you ever find yourself unprepared again, maybe for dinner. What's for dinner? Oh, I didn't prepare anything. Jeez Louise, down on my knees. You go on down. Take a break. Take an Ortego break. And find your way down to freaking Ortego Grill. They offer the best free... They have Tex-Mex hamburgers. Doug Jordan. That's a. It's like a burrito, but with a burger and a bun and and cheese on it and jalapeno poppers on top. Twelve ninety nine with fries. All the ketchup you can eat. Trust me, I tried them on that one, so I know. So last week, Kiefer Sutherland made headlines after a news story resurfaced regarding his foray into the rodeo after being dumped by Julia Roberts, according to the Guardian. In 1990, while filming the movie Flatliners after his first marriage ended in divorce, Sutherland and co-star Roberts fell in love. The two were engaged to be married, but just days before the wedding, Roberts called off the engagement and ran off to Europe with Sutherland's best friend at the time and Lost Boys co-star Jason Patrick. After the incident, Sutherland left Hollywood in shame. He sought solace in a California cattle ranch where he pursued steer roping and eventually joined the rodeo. On his first exhibition, Sutherland broke three fingers, although the injury temporarily sidelined the actor. He eventually returned and became tournament-winning rider on the rodeo circuit. The other cowboys finally accepted him as one of their own. So, Jesus weaves down on my knees. Kiefer Sutherland is back. And Sandy Farkas, you are a big Sutherland fan, but not Donald. Kiefer, 
Uh, there, yeah, for, I want to make, make 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 sure uh, there's a freaking distinction. I am not a freaking fan of Donald Sutherland. I don't like the way his voice sounds. I don't like the way his face looks. Uh, and I can tell. What about he, his eyebrows? What? Doug, don't ever freaking interrupt me like that ever again. Talk about his eyebrows. Who? What? There's nothing interesting. Is there something anything interesting about Donald Sutherland's eyebrows? They're they're big. I don't can't even imagine. Yeah, he's got stupid looking eyebrows. Okay. Well, yeah. they look like bird wings. What? The, will you please? Will you freaking please, for the love of freaking God, zip your lid? They do look like bird wings, though. He's right. Why, why did you even ask me a freaking question? Do you want to hear about how I like freaking Keith Sutherland, or do you want to tell me, or do you want me to picture freaking Donald Sutherland's face in my freaking head? I want to hear about Kiefer. Yeah, I like him. I like Flatliners. Is freaking hilarious. And the Lost Boys, where he dra- where the where the boys all freaking suck each other, uh, is was is also freaking hilarious. Yeah. Doug Jordan, there is a scene in The Lost Boys where he gives Jason Patrick lo mein noodles, and then he says, they are worms. And then he freaking gives them some rice, and he said, they are maggots. And Jason Patrick obviously was so upset about this, and he said, well, all right, all right, Keith, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and freaking take your freaking girlfriend all the way to freaking Europe. And I'm sure, I'm, I don't know this for sure, but I'm, I'm, I bet you he freaking had sex with her. Uh, definitely had sex with her. I think it's probably because he was so upset after freaking Kiefer Sutherland said, well, at least try the chocolate pudding. And then he revealed what the chocolate pudding really was, Doug Jordan. Sandy Farkas, tell him, please. Uh, it's feces, Doug. Um, the bowl, he, he said, uh, Jason Patrick said, oh, thank you so much. This, pudding, this chocolate pudding looks freaking amazing. And this time, Kiefer let him freaking, let, let, let him take a few freaking scoops of pudding before he finally said, he went, Michael, why did you freaking eat the pudding? You know, you know, you know it's feces. It wasn't and, even veiled as it, it was a log of it that he handed him and a spoon to scoop it with. It wasn't in a bowl, Doug Jordan. Makes no sense. It still had freaking grass because it was a freaking dog turd. It still had freaking grass on it, Doug. It did not yeah. look like pudding. I, you know, I've I've seen this movie and I don't remember that happening in the movie. I remember the maggots and the and the worms, but I don't remember the the chocolate pudding. I bet you haven't seen it as many times as Sandy and I have, though. Uh, yeah, maybe not. Well, maybe freaking next New Year's we'll put that we'll freaking cancel freaking terminal we'll freaking terminate freaking terminal and we'll freaking add freaking Lost Boys freaking hilarious movie. Uh, Absolutely not. Freaking- it's Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks Marathon. That's what I do. Well, geez Louise. Can you imagine this guy right roping a steer, and then the steer comes after him and pierces him with his horns right in the butt, Doug Jordan? Ke- oh, Kiefer Sutherland. And then the rodeo clown comes out and makes a mockery of everyone. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I can imagine that. Last week, a Florida man who had been arrested for posing as a doctor when he was a teenager was arrested again on charges of fraud, according to the Associated Press. Malachi Love Robinson landed in hot waters again after he allegedly defrauded a shipping company he worked for out of over $10,000. The 23-year-old is currently out on bail. In 2016, Love Robinson pleaded guilty to fraud charges, grand theft, and practicing medicine without a license. According to Patience, Love Robinson, who was 18 years old at the time, claimed he had had several degrees, including a PhD and an MD. He also had an office, stethoscope, and lab coat to complete the ruse. Love Robinson insisted he never posed as a medical doctor, but rather a naturopathic physician. He served 21 months in a maximum security prison. At this time, it is unknown whether he has obtained a lawyer. So, geez Louise, down on my knees. This guy is absolutely freaking hilarious. And they say, I wonder whether it is unknown if he has a lawyer. Maybe he is a lawyer. 
if, if I freaking know freaking Malachi Love Robinson, um, and I don't, this is the first I've heard of him. Um, I would I would not put it past him to show up on the day of his freaking hearing, and he's in, and he's dressed as a freaking lawyer, and he says, "Oh, well, I will be representing my freaking self, uh, Your Honor." And it turns out he's a freaking lawyer. He's a freaking doctor. He's a lawyer. Uh, he's probably a freaking hell. Maybe he's even a freaking astronaut, Doug Jordan. Well, I mean, he's not a he's not a doctor. That's what the story is about. But uh, it's possible he is a lawyer. Yeah, maybe he got his degree while he was in prison. I don't think he's in prison. Oh, he has served. He served 21 months. I see. Okay, so he is in prison. Yeah, maybe he got his degree in prison. Maybe he served in the freaking armed forces. Maybe he's a freaking veteran. He's probably a hero if he was. I could see him taking a bullet or maybe jumping on a grenade, Doug Jordan. You think that's possible? I mean, he's, well, yeah, maybe. I mean, I think anything is possible if you put your mind to it. Accomplish your dreams. So he is a doctor then, or he certainly could be. What is a naturopathic physician? It's it's a guy who does hand jobs, I think. Like they say, it's a place that where you go to get like a massage, and then the massage ends very quickly, and they say time to roll over under your back, and then their hand creeps slowly underneath the bed sheet. I uh, yeah, I, I had I had one of those once. Uh, she went to she went to you know finish didn't do well you know do the freaking thing, and I said and I said well you just give, give me a freaking brainstorm real quick. And she said what is a freaking brainstorm? I go if you just freaking take my freaking and give them a good couple of freaking shakes, um, I go I can I can get out of here in freaking under under freaking a minute. So yeah, I was with Sandy that time. It was a lot like the scene from Seinfeld. Because Sandy got the, he was like Elaine and he got the female masseuse and then geez louise down on my knees, a big hunky man comes out and tells me that it's my turn. And I said, Sandy, please, for the love of God, switch with me. But he refused. Yeah. So. So maybe he is a lawyer. There's always a chance. Last week, Constance Wu made headlines after news of her childbirth surfaced, according to E! Online. The 38-year-old Hustler star gave birth to a baby girl over the summer. This is her and rocker boyfriend Ryan Katner's first child together. Wu never publicly revealed her pregnancy and had been out of the public eye since before the outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic. The actor's next film, I Was a Simple Man, will debut at Sundance this month. As for Katner, he has remained busy composing music as the frontman for his rock band Man Man under the stage name Honus Honus. So, this um, comes as a sock, a big sock, to all of us here at our Week in Reviews. Doug Jordan, I'm sure that you're as socked as I am. Why are you saying socked? I'm confused why you keep saying socked. I'm going to go ahead and step in and tell you that this is a very freaking socking story. Um... I mean, to think that freaking all along, freaking Ryan Katner, who was a freaking rocker, who we all freaking know and love, um, one of the, one, honestly, one, I'm being honest with you, one of the freaking great rockers, um, uh, he, what happened to him? Uh, he, yeah, he freaking passed. And uh, and we are, and it is a freaking tragic, it is freaking tragic. And I was a freaking huge fan of freaking Katner's work um, in his band, freaking Man Man and uh, Homeless Homeless. And, um, and we are freaking, we are freaking just absolutely freaking devastated that he's freaking gone. And this is a free and yeah. And Constance Wu now must find a father figure, Doug Jordan, for the child, much the way that your son has found a father figure in Sandy Fargus. No, uh, my he's not my no, Sandy. My son's not does not belong to Sandy and Katner. Well, your son is also doesn't. Your dead. son doesn't hold on, Doug. Your son doesn't belong to anyone. He's his own boy. Yeah, no, he is his own boy, and you are not his father. Father like father figure. No. Romo. 
Yeah. I hope not. He Jason. looks up to him. Yeah. He is his, basically his, uh, I want to say Mr. Funaki, whatever the name of the teacher from freaking Karate Kid's name was. I don't know. Pretty sure it's Funaki. It's Mr. Miyagi. Everybody knows it's Mr. Miyagi. Oh, uh, yeah. No, that sounds right. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. When, I hear, when I'm hearing it, it's definitely Miyagi. I don't know. Who, I don't know who Funaki is. His real name might be. It might be the actor's name. Mr. Funaki might have played Mr. Miyagi in Karate Boy. That sounds right, right to me. His name was Paul. Was Paul something? No, it wasn't. That doesn't sound right. No, doesn't Paul, it? T- that's Pat. A, no, it's Pat. Paul Rudd is who you're thinking of, and that is not the same. That wouldn't be right. That that would cause a lot of freaking problems. I'll tell you right now. Although he would have been able to get away with it back in the '80s when the movie came out, would have been fine. It, it would have been freaking hilarious too. Like Mickey Rooney and Breakfast and Tiffany's? Is that what you're talking about? Absolutely. Jeez Louise. Yeah, that is a shocking thing to see now. But back then it was completely normal. Nobody, yeah, nobody freaking cared. Nobody freaking cared at all. And bad and I, Doug Jordan. It's, up, it's, it's a little, it's upsetting to see that now. But back then, didn't nope. care. Yeah, nobody cared. Hmm. Last week, a professor at Yale University claimed that the post-pandemic era could be bring a frenzy of spending and an orgy of sex, according to the Toronto Sun. In Dr. Nicholas Christakis' new book, Apollo Arrow, The Profound and Enduring Impact of Coronavirus on the Way We Live, uh, geez, Louise has a long title, the good doctor says that a reaction t- to the confined, quote, conservative socializing will be unbridled hedonism. Quote, during epidemics, you get increases in religiosity. People become more abstentious. They save money. They get risk averse. And we're seeing all of that now, just as we have for hundreds of years during epidemics. Christakis says in 2024, all of those pandemic trends will be reversed. Christakis points to the Roaring Twenties, which followed the Spanish flu as evidence of his theory. Quote, people will relentlessly seek out social interactions, Christakis said. The good doctor maintained that we will see a roarous uptick in the, quote, sexual licentiousness, a reverse of religiosity, and a thriving economy. So, geez Louise, down on my knees, more good news on the horizon. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I, I agree with this statement. I, you know, I, I just am excited to the point where we can all uh, go down to the fisherman's wharf again and have a beer uh, with the boys and uh, and get out of the freaking house for once. And according to this article, have sex with them as well, right, Doug Jordan? Is that what you're saying about the fisherman's wharf? Well, I mean, you could have sex with the fisherman, but I, yeah, I, I'm uh, married, so I have a vow to my wife, a sacred vow that I will never break. I had no idea what any of this, what this freaking, st- I didn't understand any of that. He uses Re- huge words. Chris Dockish, um, Corona, oh, I guess I know, it's conservative, I didn't, yeah, this blue, this this is a story telling us to go back to the freaking Fisherman's Wharf? That's great, that's freaking great freaking news. I, um, that is not what I freaking thought it was about when you were freaking reading it. Yeah. I didn't know what it was about. The funny thing is that he says epidemic, I thought this was a pandemic. So an, an epidemic, I guess, is like a pandemic of the skin. Like that you get on your skin, like a lesion or maybe chicken pox, Doug Jordan or herpes. Jeez Louise. Maybe that's what he's talking about. Yeah, the freaking obvious one. That makes sense. That's why he said orgy, because everybody's going to be having sex. You don't you think that freaking herpes isn't going to rear its ugly head in the middle of a freaking orgiastic hedonist session? 
Between you and a bunch of fishermen, they're sailors, Doug Jordan. Yeah, and I know for a fact they all already freaking have it down at the wharf. Every single one of them, every single last one of them freaking has it. It's probably how you, that might actually be how you got it, freaking Doug. I don't have it. Maybe you swapped a harmonica with one of the sailors. Yeah, I don't, I don't have herpes. Oh. Sandy has herpes. A thousand percent, yes. Um, but you as well, and we have that no. freaking common. Not me as well. And someday I never may- have. Maybe some someday maybe our freaking son will have it. I my son will not have it, hopefully not. But maybe he will. I don't know. We'll see. Well, I know that one of you will be able to guide him through that, and the other one, through willful ignorance, Doug Jordan, I'm looking at you, will not be there for him. And then who is uh, the father and who is the son? Then at that point Sandy will have two sons. You and and your son will both be, you will become your son's brother. I don't, I'm not following. What, what do you mean I will become my son's brother? Can you explain that more? I remember a riddle. It was, though the fork and knife, <clears throat> the fork well, shall never stand next to another. The fork, though the fork is lonely, the fork is not this man's brother. Didn't you say that? You think I made? I came up with that riddle? That was one of your classic freaking riddles that you open up a freaking dinner with. You stand at the head of the table and you give us all a riddle to ponder before we eat, before we feast. It's an unusual freaking tradition, but I've come to enjoy it quite a bit. If I'm being freaking honest with you. You did another one too. You said, "Though Christmas and Thanksgiving shall never meet, to have Thanksgiving on Christmas is a real treat." And we, Sandy and I, both couldn't have disagreed more. Yeah. Yeah, I was not interested. That was this year. And then you said, and, and please, do, do try not to leave any crumbs at your, at your feet. And I, and I took one look at that freaking booger throw up that you freaking, I said, no freaking problem, Doug. Jeez yeah, Louise. the green bean casserole without crispy, crispy onions. onions. Yeah. Most, most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers This has been another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking Our Week in Review We love you very, very much We're so freaking hot no for you Stay safe out there and we'll see you freaking next week I think we got to the bottom of that one What you say we go out and cash in on some of this Ortego grill deal that we have going on Because I could use a free meal yeah, what, I, I don't know. I don't know about this. What what is what is what happened here? What with this Regan Ortega uh, Ortega Grill? I, I uh, yeah. What is what is this? What is going on? Well, I I happened to you went to a restaurant and mm-hmm. I met the bartender Larry Brown and he was. You guys got to talking and I said I told him about the radio show and I said we have a great show. Where we could promote this, I see the place as empty as the Dickens. I am the only one at this stool. And I say, and then after I freaking finish this steak, I'm gonna have quite the stool to pass, if you know what I mean. But geez Louise, down on my knees, we are getting ahead of ourselves because I want to make you a promise. I said, I will, I will fill this restaurant using the power of my voice and our radio show, our week in review. And I said, but you gotta cut me a break on these freaking steaks. Did, did you walk into the restaurant with no money in your wallet and order a steak? I mean, I was wearing a helmet, so I figured he would at least take some pity on me. The bus driver doesn't charge me anymore. 
yeah, I mean, let's go to a freaking Ortega Grill.